Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Folks, it's Wednesday. And you know what that means. Welcome to a championship edition of Talk Time Live exclusive. I'm happy to be joined by one of the hosts of Canada's premier wrestling radio and podcast show known as Sunday Night Main Event on TSN Radio. His name is Boris Roberto Aguilar, and he is here joining me to talk about the top five wrestling games of our time. Let's not stress that out too much. It is our time, not all time. There's a reason for that. But. Let's welcome Boris to Talk Time Live. Boris, what's going on, my man? Thanks for having me, man. It's 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 awesome to be chatting, not only wrestling, but to be chatting video games. I feel like, you know, I do have another podcast, the It's Canon, uh, the It's Canon podcast. Right. But, um, you know, being able to talk wrestling and video games in one episode of something, Absolutely. it feels really good. It feels really good. You don't understand on this platform, because it is all things anime, comics, movies and games. I don't really bring wrestling in unless it's relevant to the topic situation or whatever like that. Exactly. There are times I really do. But when I get guests that are in the wrestling industry, I love it because I get to go full blast. And this is like a loophole right here. So uh, I love this. First of all, shout out to your shirt that you are rocking. You rocking uh, L.I.J. Um, from uh, New Japan. Yep. And I got yep. I got to I got to I got to, you know, jump on you with this because in honor of yes. our day. <laughs> I love it because love we're it. talking about video games because we're talking about wrestling. What better way to do it than have the Street Fighter edition AEW shirt with Gal and Moxley, which, by the way, a new one is on its way. They just released. Yes. They just released uh, Malakai Black and uh, uh, Akuma Goki. Yep. I immediately jumped on. <laughs> Dude, I'm, so, I'm like, I'm looking at what else should I get for this order? See those things, yeah. Those things are so limited because they they don't sell them much. And I really wanted the Kenny Omega, um, was the Bucks versus uh Ken Ryu and Akuma, but I ran out of time for that one. I was like, I'm not missing Malakai. I love Malakai. I love uh, Akuma. This is a no brainer. So that is on its way. So we got some really cool things to talk about. I'm really looking forward to seeing your list of top five. And the reason why I say top five is because one, it brings a better challenge. Two, there are over 300 gay wrestling games, over 300 wrestling games out there. And there's no way in hell that we can say that we played them all, which is why I say this is the, you know, 
top five best games of our time. That's the games that we were able to enjoy and able to play, you know, whether it was, you know, the, you know, the uh, THQs, the uh, Aki engine versions, the Ukes, um, the spike turns off, you know, with the uh, fire pros or even something in Japan that we never, you know, that wouldn't see the light of day. You know, this is what this is about. We, you know, everybody has their own preference because they had a chance to play certain games that, you know, and wrestling, you know, for as a wrestling fan themselves. So I'm really interested to see it. I mean, there's a lot from dating back to the 80s <laughs> that, yep. you know, we played to the 90s and all this stuff. So I'm going to give you the honor of starting off your list and then I'm going to, you know, backtrack with mine from there. Right. It's so hard to only pick five. I honestly have to say, like, this is honestly one of the hardest lists I've ever, ever put together. <laughs> so I'm going to be that guy and I'm going to give special kudos to two games that I just want to just, just mention their names because right. I think they're both awesome, but they're not the top five. Um, and, 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 you know, when I created this list, I was thinking of, you know, features, yeah. uh, like just, just overall fun level because wrestling games, especially the WWE 2K series yeah. became more of a simulation. It's the yeah. issue that I have with FIFA and EA, right? It becomes a simulation. Madden. Oh my God. I haven't played those in forever because it's a simulation. I'm more yeah. of a fan of the arcadey like games uh, just going in there, playing a couple matches and getting the hell out. That's it just, why it just has to be fun from start to finish. Yeah. That's why like, I love street fighter, right? Like do a couple matches online, kick some noobs and, you know, go, <laughs> <laughs> go offline and continue on with my day. But these are two games that are near and dear to my heart. Um, and, and, you know, number one, pro wrestling for NES. That's a game. Like, it, it, it is all, you know, I find it really hard. It was like, do I go for that one? That's so legendary. It is so like Starman is still being created in, in creative wrestlers to this day. I made one of them a while back in the older, uh, in one of the old uh, WWE 2K games before I just got pissed off at him. <laughs> yeah. But that game, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, that game for me, it's just so nostalgic and 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 it was just good wrestling. Like it did, didn't play much different than WrestleMania or WrestleMania yeah. 2, but because it didn't have licensed wrestlers, I just felt like it was more on the extreme side. You can have more yes. fun and stuff like that. Like, you know, it, it also kind of had the same gameplay. I don't remember the name of it, but it was mm. this like wrestling fighting game that involved robots for NES. I feel like I should know that. I yeah. feel like I want to know that. I feel like I will know that eventually. <laughs> exactly. As soon as we stop recording, you know you're going to get the ha-ha moment, I right? I actually have a book, um, a book that, you know, chronicles all of the wrestling, like almost all of the wrestling games that ever came out. It's not the perfect book. It's not a perfect book. And it, I've talked to the author and there were some situations with it um, in terms of like this getting out to crowd. It was a crowdfunded, you know, deal. Right. But and there's some inaccuracies in there, but what you get is just some very nostalgic moments, just seeing some of a lot of the games that you have played or games that you never knew existed in there. So trust that me, I get it. That was a huge one. Yeah. The other game is I, the amount of quarters that I spent on this game, going to the convenience store with uh, my older brother. I think that's WrestleFest. Yes. <laughs> that game was beautiful. I, I mean, yeah. just the over the top, it, it really still is amazing because that game kind of personifies WWE's brand to this day is so over the top, you know, bigger than life type of, you know, uh, sprites and, and, and uh, yeah. model and just model designs and sprite designs and everything. But it was just so much fun. 
it's crazy when you think of when that game actually came out, like when that arcade came out like late eighties, right? Early nineties. And it took the console games up until Royal rumble or Monday night raw to really start feeling like that. But even then the, the, the the animation and the character design on WrestleFest just blew it out of the water. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a great choice. (laughs) My number five game. Mm-hmm. Is the latest entry into Wait, that's your number five. Wait, that's your number five. No, 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 no. I'm I'm going into my number five. Oh, you're going because I thought. All right, so you said I gave so two you, kudos. Okay, so I see what you got. Okay, go for it. All right, number five, latest entry into the video game world. That is WWE 2K22. I've been playing it on PlayStation Five, and you know what? I have to give it the top five honors for the simple fact. Yeah. That, you know what, they came back, they went into a corner, they worked their asses off. If you played WWE 2K20, you will love this game regardless. I think that is the reason why a lot of people are praising it so much, which is kind of yes. like a low bar. But it is. I will, I will get, with that said, I will give credit where credit was doing that. That wasn't my pick exactly as far as the most fun, but I am currently playing it myself. Um, I've had my disdain for 2K games over... To not y'all thinking y'all talking 2020 with it, which really personified 2020. But I also want to add on 2018 when they tried yes. to go on the switch. And oh. that was it's still, you know what for this for what it's worth, it's still playable, but it's not enjoyable to say the least. But 2020 took it further and demolished yeah. it. So yeah, kudos to 2K games. I'll give them credit for this. Um they it is more side and, and, and with a few patch updates it is bec- like they had to do a nine gig patch update to really make this thing a solid thing it's still not perfect but it has come a, you know quite some ways and i think they're going to keep even making it better as you know it goes along from here they, they can only exactly. go better exactly and, and i think not only was the is the game good and fun and kind of getting back to basics not yeah. so much of a simulation it's the marketing around it where they basically said mia culpa this is we're going to give the fans what they actually want which coming from anything wwe is kind of funny in this day and age yes <laughs> in the 90s that was that held true with vince mcmahon coming into the middle of the ring saying that today uh, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's so that's why WWE 2K22 is my official number five entry of top five video games. Respect. <laughs> All right, what's your All number right. four? Number four. This one, I remember playing this game, uh, going to a mall in Toronto. For any Toronto listeners, Pacific Mall. Everyone knows what's up. That mall is you can buy anything knockoff, anything Japanese, anything, um, you know, uh, you know, the stuff like that. So my PlayStation 2 was a modded system. So I was able to play some of these, you know, not North American games, which kind of opened up my world to so much, especially being an Anim fan and stuff like that. I was able to play some of those Dragon Ball games that never came out. Oh, you're a man of my heart. You're a man of my heart. I did the exact same thing. We had it here in Philadelphia in the 90s. Chinatown was that same type of spot that you had. My PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 were modded (laughs) to perfection. Yep. Swap disc, all that stuff. (laughs) Yep. My number four entry is Wrestle Kingdom 2 for PlayStation 2. Nice. I've never that got was, a chance to play that game. I've always wanted to play that game. I saw, I just saw really, uh, you know, footage of that game and, uh, you know, it looks awesome. 
for PlayStation 2, it looks amazing. It's, yeah. it's something it's something about like the animation style that they use and the coloring that they use to make it look more cartoony. This degradation and shading realistic. and yeah, the color palette was yeah. really well done in there. It looks it looked you, you know what is the thing about um import in Japan imports what I loved is that they were treasures. They were gems that you would never see the light of day in in um in the US or even anywhere outside of Japan. Yep. So you had to mod them and it just made it feel more special that you were getting access to this this unbelievable treasure this rarity. That yeah. I still have a few in my clo- in my office closet right here from Dreamcast and all this stuff and in uh, N64. <laughs> yeah, like- Dreamcast. Oh, sidebar. Dreamcast <laughs> to this day, my favorite system ever released. Online capability, Fantasy Star Online, which is yes. like, one of my favorite probably, games ever. I, I, you know, quote me or you know, call me on it, but I believe that is the very first online multiplayer game yep. ever. Ever. Yep. Yep. If I'm correct, was, like saying it was the one that did it, which it hurt me when they, you know, this, you know, defunct the whole entire it. system. It really sucked because even Resident Evil Code Veronica was great. They had some amazing games. The on amount Dreamcast. of fighting games that was in that uh, system. Exactly. The they had um, games that I have in my, um, in my possession still to this day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shenmue. Like, you it's know, K versus Capcom one and two, you know, Cap- uh, Marvel versus Capcom two. That game on Dreamcast. Never replicated. You can't replicate that anymore. I want to take Anyways, you for so, a ride. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So Wrestle Kingdom 2, just a really fun game. And this yeah. is the game that really introduced me to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ah, interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. What's your number three? Number three, you know, in this one I added right in the middle of this because it was like, if you think back at this time, mm-hmm. at the N64 PlayStation 1 era, Man, Acclaim was making some stinkers. Uh, like they were not again. doing fun games. Yeah. This game came out and completely revolutionized the world. Not <laughs> only that, but every game has been modeled off of this game since. That's WCW, NWO, World Tour for the N64. Yeah. Yes, very true. I mean, that was a game changer. And that was uh, what, 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 I'm probably wrong, maybe, but this is the Aki, the, one of the first uh, entries of the Aki engine. Yeah. I mean, it was very limited at the time compared to what we played later on, but yeah, it really made it made a statement. It really, it, really made a statement. It really did. It really 100 percent did. Uh, this game was just so much fun. Again, it made wrestling games fun because the moves that you were able to pull off so easily. That's what was impressive, right? You yeah. just go up, down, left, right, and your attack button, and boom, you know, you're doing some fun stuff. Whereas a claim, it almost became like this weird street fighter like uh that was a button. Like, those were those were blatant button mashers. Yeah, like they had to digitize mm-hmm. the wrestlers digitized, and and yeah. you were just banging on your your hand on the arcade or whatever like that, or it, it was just I mean it was wacky fun. <laughs> yeah. Wacky fun was that. Remember that WrestleMania game that came out like in the mid nineties, the arcade game. Oh yeah, with like Wait, Undertaker you the 3D version. Or are you talking the yeah. uh... like the? I guess it was th- kind of three D. Is you had mm-hmm. Undertaker kind of like uh, you do the um, uh, the Shoryuken, and he would kind of do the, uh, the, the, the 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 weird ghosts coming out of his hands. And oh, stuff okay, like that. I, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, and then he they came out with like I think two or three of those. Yeah, versions they did. Yeah, and, and one the, for and like, house one as well. Um, yes, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were just one like a, they did for Game Boy Advance. That was so bad <laughs> and so just. Uh, 
it's so embarrassing that that, that game even existed. <laughs> All right, what's number two? Number two is probably everyone's favorite N64 entry into wrestling games. That's No Mercy. Uh, it had to be in. The, it had to be close to number one at best, which I'm in, very interested in seeing when number one is. But talk about No Mercy. I mean, we're gonna. We're definitely gonna talk about that a lot. <laughs> This game was so much fun. If there yeah. is any game where you and the boys, you know, uh, grab some Mountain Dew and Doritos, because that's how old we were. <laughs> this is the game that you would play on weekends, on weekdays with yeah. your buddies. Go effing crazy for like I yeah. remember for certain match types, you mm-hmm. would just be going crazy for it. Uh, this game was just so well done. You had a lot of match options. Yeah. Easy to play. You can literally pick up the controller and start playing. And for me, that's the bar. You know what I liked about that game too? Would really add it on. It was it was a very well polished since uh, a version of WrestleMania 2000. But that music when it comes yes. on that that music that which they use for Andre the Giant's theme music entry entry music. It was such a it made it feel like this was a step up from what we played with WrestleMania 2000. And then on top of that, it was very well story based. Um, You know, the bracket system that they have for the story mode for every single title that you were going for. There was a lot to talk about. We'll definitely uh, talk more about that. But uh, yeah, absolutely a great game. So normally that's fans, especially American fans and, and, and yeah, I guess Canadian fans to some extent, um, you know, number one game that when you talk yep. wrestling games. So if that's number two, what exactly is your number one? My number one. And I honestly tossed and turned on this one. And I will. I'm just going to be sneaking and throwing another game for you. And this isn't my number one, but this is almost my number one because of everything that No Mercy was, except for my favorite system ever, which is Dreamcast. You remember the Royal Rumble game for Dreamcast? Yeah. That game was beautiful, amazing. The amount of sprites that could fit in the screen without it, it was slowing down. in terms of visuals, in terms of processing power, it did step up, but limited. Yeah, very limited. Very. I would, you know, when I played it, I was like, I really enjoyed it, but it was like there wasn't enough characters in there. There wasn't, um, you know, enough modes in there to play. Like you wanted that that SmackDown, you know, um, know your role type of experience that Ukes brought in. And then you also, or maybe that, that Aki engine, you know, THQ uh, experience, but it was just like, I felt like it was a tester. It was a demo. Yep. <laughs> Best would it played. That's honestly exactly what it felt like. It was like, a, um, what was that? The Silent Hill uh, yeah. uh, playable trailer, the Silent Hill PT. That's what it felt like. Like in today's standards, that would be a demo. Like that, yeah. that would be a demo that you download, check out how it's going to look, what to expect. And that's it. It's like, and then they say coming soon, you get the rest. No, yeah. that was it. And we spent yep. $49.99 American dollars. I don't know how much it was for Canadian. <laughs> 69 was, That's a full, like that. It was games like that, that when I review games now, I, you know, I, I think like a consumer and not a fan. And Same. because a lot of times, sometimes I get review codes from uh, from certain uh, developers, especially the ones that I normally interview or stuff like that. But then whether they are good or not, 
like, but then also sometimes I go out of pocket. And then when I, I like to, I like when I go out of pocket because I feel there's an organic feel to it. If a game is bad, I'm more, more empathetic and more emotional towards it because I'm like, I spent like 59.99 to a hundred on this plus season pass. And this is not worth that much. There are games that are from indie developers that are like 20 bucks that are like way better. and should be costing more. So, you know, games like that was when I really started wanted to use my critical thinking in terms of like, do I feel like I add on the ask the idea of like the question of, is this game really worth, you know, the money that they're playing? It it may look great. It is, but sometimes it doesn't mean it plays great. Sometimes it may not be enough, you know, and I've played games that has full experiences. This may not be one of them. Roy Rumble was not one of them. Yeah. But was that your number? That wasn't your number one, was it? No, that wasn't my wasn't number one. All right. Oh, so, thank God. Number one. Some of the things that, <laughs> can you imagine? It's like, of off my show game, now. Of all the games that you mentioned prior to that. I know. Um, here's the thing. We were talking about Royal Rumble was beautiful, but it yes. felt like a trailer. Yeah. Longevity is something that I took into consideration. Feature set looks, like I said, another major thing for me is can you pick up the controller and start playing? This game might not necessarily be there, but it for sure checks the boxes and everything else. That's Fire Pro Wrestling that okay. came out a few years ago. Oh, yeah, the, re- the recent one, Fire Pro uh, World, Wrestling World. Yep. Wrestling I World, highly yep. respect that. Highly respect that. And talk about that um, for I mean, because like that right there is just it was everything. I mean, literally everything. The Mm -hmm. best of both worlds, you know, the recent roster of people that we are waiting to see in AEW right now when they come out with their game. Yeah, the price was right. Yeah. Um, even if you got like the super collection. Okay, thank you for pointing that out because there was like so many DLC out there. Yeah, exactly. I, I bought like the season pass or what the equivalent of it for PlayStation yeah. when it came out for PlayStation. Um, but that game just has everything, right? It has the match types. It has the, the creation. It has the longevity. It's easy enough once you get used to it. Yeah. But there is a learning curve with the Fire Pro Wrestling series. And it's always been an issue with the yeah. Fire Pro Wrestling series, right? But this game and, and the grand scheme. It's of things, the, yeah, it's the learning still, curve is stiff. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. And it still looks good enough. Yeah, I agree. And then on top of that, like I am a Soda 51 fan. You know, he went on to he, um, he's done a lot for that series. He's the reason why that series is the way it is. And he did it. I don't know if you ever play. I don't know how many Fire Pro games you've ever played. I've played but, a few. OK, I don't know if you played the one where he came, uh, did this storyline where this wrestler that he created. I forgot the name of the wrestler. And apparently this wrestler, this, you know, you're playing this wrestler in a story mode and it, spoiler alert from the nineties, I guess this gets really dark, but so he wrote this story where the, at the end of the story, the, the wrestler falls into a form of uh, depression and commits suicide. Yes. And he got it. Before the term viral came, <laughs> Soda 51 became a household name because of that. And, you know, it shocked people insanely when they when they uh, found this out. I It blew me away. And then he on this recent version that, you, that you're talking about, he came back to, you know, do a follow up story with the son of the guy of that. And if you if you played that storyline, it's connected to that storyline because the uh, recent character that you're playing is actually the son of the father. Um, of the father who committed suicide. 
Yep. It's deep. And then, you know, Soda 51 went on to do like uh, No More Heroes also, which is, yeah. for, you know, for wrestling fans, that that is another game that is just out of this world over the top and very wrestling heavy. He also did <laughs> Killer 7, right? Killer 7 as well. Yeah, he did all that. And yep. now he's Grasshopper. Uh, I forgot his his uh, company, Grasshopper, is now they're not even doing uh, video games anymore. They're working. I forgot what it, they're doing. Something that's like I think they're doing online games at best. And I'm like, that's a waste of talent right there. Yeah, exactly. So the game, if I I think it was, it came out for the Super Famicom, so yes, Super NES. It, it was again one special. of those games that would never Fire- make it to the to the uh, states or whatever because yep. of the. I can I played this game and I played this game because in a store near where we lived in Mississauga at the time, a suburb of Toronto. Yeah, they rented you. This is how old we are. We couldn't, we, you know, you can't just download yeah. whatever and start playing. So we went to the store and they rented you time with a system and a game yes. of your choice. So they were like bootlegging games way before and uh-huh. they didn't have the uh, the American Famicom or Super Famicons. Yeah. Um, they had the Japanese versions and then they added these cartridges that they oh, all Oh, yes. I, I remember the cartridges with the uh, emulators and all the, the multiple. Yeah. I've had a few of those. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So that's where I played this game. It's called Super Fire Pro Wrestling Special. Yes. I so remember those. Oh, those cards. God, I love it. You know, fun fact, as you mentioned this, I actually own two Raspberry consoles. You know what those are? Nice. Yes. <laughs> I have two of them, uh, courtesy of a friend of mine, and they have some of the most awesome games. Some of them have uh, really cool wrestling games. I got... Uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Slam Master 2, which I finally That's got to one. play. <laughs> That's there. a good one. I'm trying to make it so I can start streaming with those as well. I finally got a video card or whatnot. I just haven't come across to putting them together, but uh, um, you know, Fist of the North Star, the fighting game that I don't think ever anybody's played before is in here too. It's just some awesome stuff. So, all right, I I really enjoyed your, um, your uh, five, and I'm really surprised that some of them wasn't mentioned in there, but I'm going to Go on my five. Now, I thought we were going to be similar, uh, more similar than not, but surprisingly, we're not. So I'm looking forward Good. to what I'm I about like to this, hit now. We can discuss different games. And, yeah. and uh, I love this is what I love. So like for me, my list was a lot. You know what? It was quality based, but there was always nostalgia. Like these are games that I've always remembered playing with buddies, with friends, with my Absolutely. with my brother, who's like, you know, my like beyond my best friend. These are games that we always played with our pay-per-view friends, every pay-per-view, we had that illegal cable box, the the (laughs) de-scrambler. So people would always come over to our place. So we would whip out these games. And a lot of the games I listed are the games that we played up until like, you know, uh, I guess number one and number five, I guess I kind of played those on my own, but uh, yeah. It's almost like we live parallel in our own, in our own timelines, but doing the same things. Yep. All right. So let's go with my five here. So number Five is a game that should not have worked. It really should not have worked in terms of um, the combination, the branding, all that stuff. But like Kingdom Hearts, where you got these two different worlds that are working together. And it's like, this is happening. This is real. This wrestling game happened and it was absolutely awesome. And most most likely thanks to the Aki engine again. And that is Def Jam Vendetta. Oh, my God, as a hip hop, you growing up in hip hop myself and you liking the Aki engine, they came up with this idea to do this. And my God, it worked. And not only that, it had the Mount Rushmore of hip hop artists 
Sticky Fingers, DMX. I mean, like, I went back and played that game. And um, because when when DMX passed away, I, I went back and like played that game. I was like, this is just legend. Ludacris was on air. You had Sticky Fingers on it. The acting was really good. Method and Red was in there. And like they were doing like some of the same things that we played on WrestleMania 2000 and and um and No Mercy or whatever like that. And then but they tweaked it to give it uh, like an over the top feel, you know, make it yeah. cartoony violent, but not too violent. But it was just oh, it was an amazing game. My only the only thing I really didn't like about it is that I, you know, I, many of us who played it wanted that create that creative uh, suite and aspect. They didn't give us that. They It was focused on four different characters and we had to play upon those characters. And if, you know, we couldn't like do replay, there weren't uh, um, new plus uh, new game plus at the time that didn't exist. So we had to erase the data to play over again yep. and we would get a different move set and different experience depending on our stats and everything. But the story was great. I love D mob as the main antagonist in there. Oh, uh, he was like, he was M. Bison good for me. I thought he was awesome. But nobody ever beats me. Uh, in that game. Bison good. I love that. And I will go into um, our all-time great, you know, uh, Sunday night's main event Facebook group. Um, I got to give a bit credit to Fraz Mirza in there because I didn't want to say, and I didn't want to talk to anybody because I didn't want to break out into conversation to talk about what I was going to pick, but he picked fight for New York and much respect to him. But I always, people always do this and make this misconception. Fight for New York is actually a fighting game using the Aki engine and tweaked to be more of a brawler or fighter. So it's yep. no longer, it was no longer meant to be a wrestling game. Whereas Vendetta is an actual wrestling game. They had, you know, wrestling rings and all that stuff and different, you know, cage matches and everything. Now, Fife in New York had the same thing too, but they really meant it for this time to be an actual fighter, a street fighting game. They are in the street with their own type of thing. And, but, and I still got it for the PSP too, you know, <laughs> still rock it on the PSP, but there, you know, I could, in terms of actual wrestling games, I had to pick Jeff, uh, Def Jam Vendetta. So, I mean, no, yeah. there's no disrespect for Fight for New York because Fight for New York was so dope. So, Fight for New York kind of, it, it, it's kind of like backyard wrestling too, right? Where it's more of Technically, a fighting game. A it's more back alley fighting. Game. Yeah. It's more back alley fighting, but they do use a lot of wrestling, you know, moves that they, that they took from it, but they added some Street Fighter moves as well in there because. Yeah. In, in environmental type of attacks because you were in like alleyways you were in sometimes you were in cages and so you could use the element for that but there were no pins like there was an air like they the purpose of Def Jam Vendetta and the storyline with Jeff uh, Def Jam Vendetta was D-Mob actually had an underground wrestling you know um promotion that yeah. was going there so they actually had wrestling rings all over the damn place in New York that they were wrestling in at this point d mob was defunct from his position and the story went like okay now snoop is coming in playing his character crow who was like another great antagonist in there and now it's like a gang war at this point yep. so the whole wrestling thing was just out of the way street fighting became the new thing i always felt like this game was some form of an inspiration for lucha underground oh wow that's an interesting uh, perspective and way to put it I yeah, like I don't know why. Just like there's well, the always guy, when the, I saw what Lucha Underground, it was like, hmm, this realistic. I'm taking over the world. And then if you see what MLW is doing with kind of like the defunct Lucha Underground, it's yeah. like okay, okay. 
even though I, I don't think anybody in MLW have ever played um, no. New York, but I can see that because the um, the story of Lucha <laughs> Underground was the uh, the owner who kind of was in that type of situation, like that D-Mob esque type of situation. Yeah. So I can see that. And then they had like Drago, who was just like the most over the top character, but he was awesome in there. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely see that. I can definitely see that. So all right, number four and. This is where we're going to connect here because you picked this one and I definitely wanted this on my list. It wasn't going to be up in the in the front of the of my list, but I had to give this respect. And that was Fire Pro Wrestling World. And yep. I was picking very hard from Fire Pro Wrestling World and, com- you know, in comparison to Fire Pro Wrestling Return, which was on the um, on the uh, PlayStation 2. And the reason why I was balancing back and forth was because the visual look of Fire Pro Wrestling 2, I'm, I'm sorry, Fire Pro Wrestling Return, I like better. Um, when they did Fire Pro Wrestling World, there were some changes in the in the uh, cosmetics of it. The Because there were so many customizations, you'll notice that like the arms are se- like separate, separating yep. itself. You saw that, you know, legs. And I kind of didn't like that because it looked like flash animation to me. Yes. But when, when it's all put said and done, it was fluid. It was solid. There was nothing wrong with it. The moves still pulled off really well. You can mod it any way you want. And I think they did that because they wanted people to be able to mod the game as they did. But again, like you said, you had all of new Japan pro wrestling during the hottest, you know, era of new Japan with the bullet club, with Kenny Omega and the elite and all that stuff. And you had now, and then they added stardom to it, you know, to add on to that. And then you can add on your other things. And there was just so much customizations to it. And then they had the storyline and just so much, it was just really well done. So I, you know, just based on depth, I, I, yeah. I made fire pro wrestling world did it, but I, I agree. I loved it. And I still go back and play that every so often too. Um, is this just, I, my only pet peeve about spike turns off the company that, um, that brought it back. Why isn't this game on the Nintendo switch? I am. This I, game. Oh. Do you understand how much gameplay value, uh, you know, time and it, it, I would spend on that game if it was on it? That is the perfect game. And, and I, I would say up until recent with, uh, you know, Retromania Wrestling, I believe, because I, you know, I had the discussions with people on social media about this, but I love what they did with that game. It's not the best game, but I, it was a period piece of the game where yes. their job was to make it a retro nostalgic feel and they completed it. That's exactly what it is. And I think a lot of the people who didn't like it in a sense were not people of our era. They want a lot of depth. And that's not what this game was supposed to be. It was made. It was, it's an art piece. It was made to be a certain type of genre. They did it. They checked all the marks of it. And I, I really enjoyed the game. So to me, that's the most solid game on the the switch right now until AEW claims that they're going to put that on whatever they're doing on the switch. And I hope that is the case. I pray because yeah. it is devoided of a wrestling game. But other than that, you know, Fire Pro Wrestling World, I just, I, I look every day to say like, it, some days, some days it's going to come. Some days it's yeah. going to come. And oh, I, I actually have a Japan account too. So I actually, I actually play uh, Japanese Switch games now too. So I'm just waiting for one of the two sides to come play Someone, this. anyone, anyone at this point. Please. No, but for sure. That Retromania game is I I actually reviewed that for Slam and I had a lot of fun with it. It is fun. It is solid. It is fun. It doesn't you know, it doesn't break. It, it's I, I think and, and, and there, there's a new update that's coming very very soon. 
for when they're going to add uh, Chris Bay to it. And then they're adding yep. some new stuff to it. So it's coming. But it, like I talked to Mike Herman, who is the, you know, Retrosoft Studios, um, you know, guy did create it. He lives in like uh, in Collegeville, which is like a few miles away from me um, down here, too. So, I mean, like he I, I knew people don't understand, like indie developers. It's not an easy road because you're not working with. Three, you're not working with like 300 people in a game studio like EA or um, or Capcom or whatever like that or uh, or any or Nintendo to that measure. There's like usually like three or four people trying to put the game put to, uh, together a game, and for them to do what they did and get the license from um, uh, who was it Arc System Works because they own yep. the rights to that game of uh, the original WrestleFest game, they gave them the opportunity to do it. And I thought they did really good with that game, but. Yeah. I'm waiting for the AEW game so bad because that's that that's going to be the true savior. Yeah, I, I believe so. And also, like, if you want to see the plight of an indie game developer, indie game, the movie from 2012. Yes. Watch absolutely. that. Absolutely. I highly recommend it. I, I think people have a lot of misconceptions when it comes to indie development. I, I had the pleasure of, like, um, you know, interviewing a slew of uh, indie developers and, and on, on this platform. And um, yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, but I commend everybody who wants to go. And a lot of them are usually like former uh, employees of actually bigger companies who yep. just wants to, you know, be more creative. I mean, that's the thing. Like a lot of people are just wanting to do their own thing these days because they're not giving the opportunity to do so. And, we're, and yeah, you're, you're, it's very stringent. You're, you have to work within this little box. Yeah. And one thing that I think that a lot of people don't realize is how creative, not just game developers but any sort of developer is there's yeah. an r2 development and code design with a lot of people and i found this about myself where that's why i got out of the game because i hated being so so tied to the scope uh, the box of what i was creating right yeah i wanted to just have fun and do stuff and try new stuff out especially when i worked with a big company like blackberry right yeah but then i found that you know, your, your box got smaller and smaller and smaller. And next thing you knew, you were literally developing like one small minute thing mm. for the rest of your life. And that's right. not the life I wanted. Anyways. And not everybody is going to be KG Inafune. Not everybody's going to be. That's the thing. You know, you're not going to create the next meat, meat boy, right? Like you're not. It's <laughs> Unless you go out on your yeah. own and make that yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so number three was a very fun game during the 90s. Uh, Capcom put their hat into the wrestling game for a bit. And I I think mostly because it's character-based and its connection to Street Fighter, I really enjoy this and be, me being a wrestling fan. But man, Saturday Night Slam Master was my thing. I loved it. I love the arcade feel to it. I love, I've always been a fan of Capcom's art style. And yep. the art style, I believe, was the, from the artists who brought um fist of the north star so they got him to do the art style for in, in the design a character design for all of the characters and everything i'm like oh i can't this is a no-brainer um i loved all the characters for it it was like it was limited at the time but it was just so arcade action-packed fun and i yep. really enjoyed it um there was the super nes version too and then there was uh, the genesis version for the home oh, console great, that yeah. there were two different versions because they had um you know, two different endings or two different ways. Genesis, I think, was a little bit more limited to what Nintendo Super NES was able to do. But either way, it was still a lot of fun. And like I said, I just told you, like I had, you know, through my uh, Raspberry, I was able to finally get my hands on um, uh, Saturday Night Slam Master 2, which, again, much like uh, Def Jam Vendetta, that became still wrestling based, but more of a fighting game. 
the second yep. time around. But the first one, ah, love that game. It was a lot of fun. Same here. I played this one for Genesis, the Mega Drive. And, yes. and, and yeah, man, this game was a lot of fun just because like for me, Street Fighter is the pinnacle of fighting games to this Always day. and forever. You're you're not going to change my mind. I don't care who you are. I'm not. <laughs> it's a hill I'm going to die on. Street Fighter is the pinnacle of fighting games. Oh, no, there's me. no doubt. There would be no like like in, in, if you compare it, if you take it in um in, in hip hop terms, like. There were fighting games before Street Fighter, technically, it's, and definitely Street Fighter one. But a lot of people go back to like um, Kung Fu or stuff like not Kung Fu, but there's another game that yeah. versus game from the uh, Nintendo era in the arcade era. But that would be the Sugar Hill Gang. And this Street Fighter is Run DMC. It's yes. that one that just took everything mainstream and changed the way we saw everything. And it made a lot of records. And I mean, in terms of like quarter quarter uh, munching and in terms of like remember the 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 uh, april fools joke yes <laughs> that was yes. that led to like millions more of quarters coming in because people wanted to yeah. fight shit long like stuff like that and you know you know street fighter is very near and dear to me and, and the connection with uh saturday night slam masters having uh the brother of guile in there and um you know stuff like that and you know, Street Fighter is near and dear to me because I'm connected. Like I know the artists who draw for uh, Udon Entertainment, you know, from them. Um, I'm friends with, you know, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter Five, you know, today. So, and, and Ken, actually, you know, I've had them both on my show. It was like just that. And, you know, Saturday Night Slam Masters is my, one of my top favorites of that. And that's saying a lot <laughs> in this case. Yeah. So then we get to number two and number one, which... Both have some, uh, they have some uh, acquaintances with each other because number two, I think I'm with you on there. I think um, No Mercy is my number two. And that's only because there's a number one that supersedes it. Um, like you said, I loved everything about the follow up to WrestleMania 2000. Um, the, again, the story bracket, which I still haven't seen anybody do to this day. And I yeah. loved about the story bracket is that. Because if you're going for the Intercontinental Championship, there's a story for that. There's a story for the World Championship. There's a story for the um, for the what was the Cruiserweight at the time. And then on top of that, when you're playing on just the regular mode, you're still the champion. They still recognize you as a champion in there. You're still wearing the belts or, or coming down to the ring with the belt. And if you get beat in the regular modes and the and the um the option the mode options and everything. That changes up the story mode. So you're coming in as that character who won in there and you're, you know, you're doing it. You're either going chasing the title or you're defending the title. So there were two different types of story brackets there. And you could pick which bracket, which story direction you want to go to in there. I thought that was very creative. I don't understand why they didn't start doing that again. Um, I still think that was a more, a better structure than any of the Ukes games that they've come out with to this day. Like, even like to this day, like the structure with uh, TH when when um, THQ and Ukes worked together, they had the yeah. same thing. But when two K when two K Games started working with them and and Ukes started working together, they had this constant thing where everything was just random, sort of speak. Yeah, and now exactly. it's repetitive. So, I mean, it's too repetitive. You know, I, yeah. you know, it's like if I play like right now twenty two you're going through some of the same things in universe mode over and over again. And the storyline is not developing enough. So it's like, I, I mean, I guess they were trying to art imitates life 
<laughs> sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> I like that. But no, but it's true. Um, it just like it right now, it's the repetitiveness, right? Like that kind of gets to me. And that's why it's like as good as it is, there's still limitations yeah. that I'm hoping, assuming that WWE sticks with 2K, um, that they'll be able to kink out. But if they go with EA, then I predict it's the end of WWE games. I think EA can't do it. EA, no. I, I've played Fight Night. I love Fight Night. I love the Fight Night series, the boxer series that they used to do. Um, I, I enjoy the, um, what is that? The, uh, the uh, UFC series. Yeah. Both of them are still have limitations, in my opinion, yep. in terms of creativity and your creative suite. Um, all around. Like, have you ever played UFC Undisputed? Yes. Uh, Undisputed 3 is one of my all-time favorite MMA games because they had, I think Ukes did that, and then there was so much you could do with that game. And then on top of that, they had Pride Mode, which means yeah. there were soccer kicks going all around. Your Vandalay Vandal, uh, Silva just yep. like, murdered people in there. So, I mean, they never, there's not a, uh, a MMA game to this day that they're able to follow up, and EA has not been able to do it. They're good, but not great. And yep. Again, and then there's the microtransactions and all that loot crate bull that you got to deal with. So if I mean, 2K is doing it, too, to that extent. But I yeah, EA can't handle a wrestling game. It, it, yeah. I don't think there would be an engine good enough. That's why there's only two companies right now. All right. Three, technically, because now 2K actually was able to do good without Ukes. Yeah, they were. But now Ukes is, is still out and they're working with the guy who, you know, pretty much created the Aki engine. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happened to that. But EA is not in the, yeah, I agree. If they go to EA, it's, it's going to be the end. Agree. It's going to be the end. The only positive, and it's from a business standpoint and not even like they don't give a crap of the consumers and that's microtransactions. Um, they, I, I, it's starting to trickle down and dilute because people are wary of the situation. I've never been a fan of them. I, I, I stopped doing that even for mobile games, I stopped playing mobile games because I just saw yeah. how much of a carny type of situation has become with that. Yep. But yeah, I, I wish they just go back to the, you know, I, I don't mind paying for DLC. I mind these Lucrace that, you know, they, they try to do what they did back in the day with arcades where they just, you know, heightened up the, you know, the difficulty level. So you make you want to actually put in more quarters. So stuff like that. But, you know, as great as No Mercy ha has been for, you know, fans, of those who don't play imports, there is actually a version of the Aki engine that supersedes this. And if you played the N64 and you played import games and you're a wrestling fan, you have played this game before because this supersedes, this came out at the same time that No Mercy came out. And that is Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. If you have you ever played that? Yep. One that um, game to yeah. which you played. If you thought that you played a great game on No Mercy, no, you have not, because they used the same engine that No Mercy had, took it to a whole nother level, added all Japan Pro Wrestling, added New Japan Pro Wrestling, added Pan Craze, added Mixed Martial Arts, and you were able to do the same things in terms of Creative Suite and everything from there. And it was just so much better. I mean, come on, yep. you're playing Stan Hansen versus uh, Vader. You're playing, you know, um, Kawada. Versus, I'll be, um, what, uh, what is the Emerald Green? I'm blanking out. Misawa. Misawa, thank you. Mitsuhara Misawa. So you get to play those classic 
classic battles. Um, I'm sorry, FMW was also in there too. You got to yeah, play Hayabusa. You know, yep. you know, rest in peace, the legend of himself. Like he doesn't get talked about enough, by the way. I know um, Cheetah likes to pay homage to him a lot, but they need to really bring him up because he's a lost art. By the way, speaking of which, that's when I first seen um, Dale Lombransky. <laughs> was FMW. Dan and Buffalo Bransky used to be the commentator for a lot of uh, FMW video. I don't know if you've ever seen him before, yep, but I have. They, yeah, um, the fly, I still have the flying assassin that he's nice on as well. And uh, him versus uh, Mr. Gnoscape, ah, oh, treasures. So you get to play those, you know, those characters that you, you know, got to know and learn. I mean, Boss Root is in there for God's sake. Um, Chuck Liddell, like just so much. It was yep. so much, and they never were able to bring that to America. It was just, and I still own it. <laughs> I still yep. have it, man. Yeah, it this was, game was it, just it is so one of the special. Best. Yes, it really is. And and this one was should I put this as my number one? My like I I was really trying to find a place uh, for this game. Virtual yeah. Virtual Wrestling Two, it's just so great. Um, Yushin Thunder Liger was like my go to. <sighs> character in this El game. Samurai is, I mean, just yeah. so many. Oh, and again, the whole, the whole entire junior heavyweight division of uh, New Japan yes. for wrestling was in there. Like, yeah, oh. it's similar to, so this is where I put in Wrestle Kingdom because yeah. it kind of introduced me to a lot, right? And then yeah. I found that I played Wrestle Kingdom a lot more than Virtual Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why that ended up coming in. But and I, I understand think, that because I, I, I probably would have probably done the same thing the way you're describing yeah. it. Exactly. But this game, Virtual Pro Wrestling, like it's just one of the games that just to this day looks amazing still. Um, You know, if the AEW game can look like this, play like this, I'm happy. I think the look part is already getting there. Yeah. The play part there. The play part. I'm not I I really like I'll be surprised really considering who's behind this. I I would be so surprised if this is a bad game. There's just it's virtually no way to can be bad <laughs> the only way knock on wood they, yeah knock on wood this is the thing like you know they're essentially writing the everything from scratch right from scratch right so from a pure video game entertainment point of view i can see it being great but how buggy is it going to be at release that's I, where i think what? this game could but fail luckily this is one of those situations that i hope because kenny omega is a video game fan a hardcore video he's an e-sport gamer yeah so him overseeing this kind of gives me hope because he talked about many times in interviews that he did not want to bring this out until it was absolutely ready he didn't want to bring anything up until it was absolutely ready when they had more information he saw like i think honestly i have reason to believe that he was monitoring what mike herman was doing with retro um or retro mania wrestling because i this is the part i talked to him about it and i said like you know, I told I told him like I have somewhat the deepest respect for how you're opening up the curtain for everything that you're doing because a lot of you know um st- you know game studios don't do that. He would yeah. talk about when he you know the trials and errors of what he did and the goods and bads whenever he had to change developers and all that stuff. He would keep us tight with the situation up until the time that it was finally released. And I commend him for that. And then sometimes I'm like, you're keeping the door open too much. But I think Kenny was looking at every aspect of everybody who was, you know, doing, working on a, uh, um, a wrestling game. There's another wrestling game coming out too called the wrestling code that yes. uh, Kurt Angle is going to be a part of too. So I'm keeping my eye on that one too, but he, I think he's looking at everybody. I think he's, he got everybody in radar, saw what he was doing. He was like, I'm not going to say anything 
<laughs> until it's, it, it's up, you know, up to code, it goes gold or whatever like that. So yeah, I, 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 I got more high hopes than lows just based on the aspects of everything that's involved. Yep, exactly. No, I totally understand that. Uh, my one thing is that Kenny Omega is a huge fan. He's a gamer. He understands the industry, yeah. but he's not a developer. So that I hope true. that they can kind of find that middle ground of expectation versus reality. Yeah. And, and I also think of TNA Impact. Yes. Remember Ooh. when that came out and they had Samoa Joe and they had, it was yeah. Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels and uh, AJ Styles. They were overseeing <laughs> It looked awesome. It's still to this day. He looks awesome. But boy, when you play that game, <laughs> it's yeah. a mess. I like the it's fact that Loki was the narrator too of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of all people in the world, right? <laughs> oh, great times. That's an but, awesome list, man. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that was it's just and and trust me, like I said, people, there were there are 300 games out there. There's no way. I mean, if you look at that book, I, I'll show you, I'll, I'll send you a, a link to that book too. You'll be you'll You'll be amazed by this, um, but trying to get them to, inter to interview, it's a, it's, they are so, they got, they're at odds with each other. The two authors that were putting this together, they do not want to talk about that because it was such a bad experience, but they put it out there. It's out there, but um, yeah, but I mean, that's why I said our time and, you know, there's a game for everybody out there, a wrestling game for everybody out there, but I would be very interested in listening to, uh, to finding out with a lot of the uh, listeners and watchers that are uh, here because I know also and wait I got also put shout them out to Randy uh Charpenter Charpenter and uh your and your Facebook group. I'm sorry none of us mentioned Matt Mania. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any trouble we don't want any right yeah. we just only want peace I'm telling you now but in, in much respect to Matt Mania because I actually have it for the Nintendo Switch too they brought it a um brought it back for the Nintendo Switch. It is a very memorable game, but it's not on my list because it is a hard as hell game to play. Yep. <laughs> it is so like even to this day, I can't even tweak it up to make it like a little bit you player friendly. That game is hard. I yep. maybe you can show me how to play it, but it was fun for what it was. Um, and it did motivate people to do other games after it. So I will, you know, give it a mention there as well as like WWE 13, which was CM Punk's uh the CM Punk edition yep. with the Attitude Era mode. Days of Reckoning 2 was also a good one, but didn't live up to the top five. And again, Retromania Wrestling because they really put nostalgia in here. Um, do you got any honorable mentions? Yeah, man. Like I mentioned, uh, there was obviously pro wrestling. There was WrestleFest. Yeah. Um, in terms of like another one that I was thinking, uh, and I can't even think of them. It's like, you know, obviously Royal Rumble was a big one for me yeah. just because like that we went from WrestleMania two to Royal Rumble. If you think <laughs> about that jump in 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 graphics and gameplay and realistic yeah. uh like everything every I think aspect it, it was of the template i think game. it was the template for the future ukes games too and if we even take a look at like the the animation and the graphics of that it's a template for for a lot moving forward including the fire pro wrestlings yeah absolutely agreed um games that i never played was the king of coliseum series which i heard was it was it was a 3d game um, made by uh, Spike Chernsoff, you know, the people who brought Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I heard so many great things about that. Have you ever played that? 
No, I, I haven't actually. I I heard of them, and I tr- I've, I've I've tried to find like emulators and ROMs, but I yeah. haven't been able to. And it's something that I really do want to try because I've heard great things from. And people. I think it is the absolute second game that Low Key was ever in. <laughs> yeah, probably. So it was, it, you know, I think it had Zero One in there and a few other uh, promotions on there too. But great series. Um, what would you say would be last question before we end this whole thing? What would be the worst, absolute worst wrestling game you've ever played? Oof. <laughs> oh, that's a really tough one. I would have to say ECW Anarchy Rules. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good pick. That that's was a, good, a disaster. Bad one. <laughs> that, that was utterly a disaster right there. I think I could top that though. Okay. You ever play Legends of Wrestling? One oh, and two. Oh, yeah. Legends of Wrestling, one I bought with my own money on the PS3. I don't know why. No, I'd know why. You were mis- you were you were disappointed as everybody else. It was the only game I can definitely say I was literally throwing my controller. I never throw controllers. The end of part two was so buggy and glitchy. And this is before the time when we had, you know, you could do online patch updates. You couldn't do it with the uh, PlayStation 2 or 3. They, that, that didn't exist at the time. So at the end of every game, at the game, I think you were going up against, um, it was Hulk Hogan or you're going up against uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. But he his head was cut off. And then yep. on top of that, there was no, like he was wrestling with no head. And then on top of that, it was extremely hard to beat this game. It was so unbalanced. It was so, uh, it was, the, the term nerf was not ever made. <laughs> so man, it was, it, I hated to game high. To me, that was the worst game I've ever played. The game that yeah. almost, you know, gave me, made me take heart attack, uh, like um, high blood pressure pills. That will be it. <laughs> another one that i played literally once because i knew someone that owned it and and they invited me over remember the simpsons wrestling game oh yes oh that was got off what claim i claim i think did that didn't he i claim did that yeah because they tried to make it 3d, 3D. but it looked like laura croft tomb raider 3d for playstation one yes Oh, that was awful. That was, I mean, that was an era of video games that we were still, they were still trying to master the 3D style. Um, You know, Yu Suzuki, that man, what he did for for video games is just amazing. Like in in, in Washington, D.C., Virtual Fighter is in a Smithsonian Museum because that was the first 3D any game that we've ever played. And it literally, if not for that game, we wouldn't have Final Fantasy VII. We wouldn't have these wrestling games. We wouldn't have Street Fighter It made into 3D. It changed the way we play fighting games, but it changed the way we played everything. But it was experimental, you know, at the time. Sega was on point, but everybody else weren't all the time. And Claim definitely wasn't one of those guys. For sure. That's exactly it. So, Boris, thank you so very much for being a part of this. This was awesome. I really, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on. Like, like I told you before on your platform on this uh, Sunday night's main event podcast, I've been listening to the show according to you for 24 years, which, yep. <laughs> you know, I guess black don't crack, but <laughs> <laughs> until it. I watched the actual pictures of me during that, during the attitude area, 96 or whatever, like that, like, Oh, okay. Just a little, but yeah, no, I've enjoyed um, your platform sister law. I am. I love Jason Agnew. I love um, all the guys that were there before uh, Dana Malfalabresky and all the cast there. I love that Dave Meltzer comes on air every so often. And, you know, to to this day, he still comes in there. It is just amazing. Um, But the new generation that you guys, 
Mike McGuire, Boris, you uh, just a, you know, just a whole new team that is just assimilated extremely well. And that's not easy to do. You got yeah. big, you had big shoes to fill. And I think I can speak for a lot of the listeners that you guys do an awesome job bringing in this new generation in here. So, I, you know, thank you. Thank you guys for Thanks, every man. week. No, that means a lot because the scariest conversation anytime was when Jason would go, come up to me and say, hey, do you want to do more? I'm like, sure. But, <laughs> you know, that, that, that it, it's been a hell of an experience. Uh, like you said, like the biggest shoes to fill. I have the uttermost respect for Dan Levransky and Jason Agnew. And I'm happy yeah. that I've been calling them friends for the past decade. Right. This isn't anything new. Um, and uh, like the irony out of all of this is that, you know, I joined the team through the podcast contest and I had zero intentions of actually going to, through this until right. Jason said, Boris, you have a podcast, you know, wrestling, just try it out and let's see what happens. And you got a great so, voice. Yeah. So, so there we go. <laughs> but it was just crazy, you know, and honestly, I feel like listening to the law, Mike McGuire always says it on the show, listening to the law and now actually being part of the show uh, you know, hosting the show with Mike and Matt uh, from time to time. It's honestly just the biggest honest, just crazy. It's still crazy. We've been doing it for almost six months and it still hasn't like it's, sunk It feels in like longer exactly than six months, to be honest. Like I listen to yeah. you guys on a weekly basis. It's like, it really feels like you guys have really established yourself very yeah. well. So kudos yep. to you. And while we're in the talk of Sunday night's main event, Tell our, tell our new listeners here on ACMG Talk uh, Presents Talk Time Live and everybody who's listening, where can they find your show? Right. You can go to snmeradio.com. You'll be able to find the main radio show there. Uh, but we are more than just a weekend show. We also have daily wrestling shows each and every single day covering everything, including non-wrestling stuff. Matt and I like getting into the sports because, uh, you know, we just like mixing stuff up. We cover all the mainstream wrestling, WWE, AEW, but we also cover Japan. We cover stardom, which is women's Japanese wrestling. Yes, we are that geeky. But there's an audience and people watch this stuff and they love this stuff. And we want to give people a platform to discuss this stuff. And that's why I love doing this show. So if you really want to get deep and geeky with us about wrestling, join our Patreon, which you can go to patreon.com slash SNME radio. Uh, it's just $5. It's $1 a week. Ends up coming to five fifty when it's all said and done. And uh, yeah, you get one podcast each and every single day. We do live shows, interactive shows, and you can even be part of the show as Dax was just last week. Yeah, but I'm special. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not, you were special. But nonetheless, I will say too, and for our American listeners too, if you're if you're a true wrestling fan, do you understand Canada is a hotbed for wrestling in in terms of the history? Canadian can uh, Canadian fans are as hardcore as you could possibly say here in Philadelphia. And if you want to get that true Canadian feel and that Canadian perspective, Sunday night's main event is it, and uh, it's just awesome. Uh, go out of your way to check it out and invest. It is, you know, invest into your fandom is awesome. So Boris, thank you again. It's been an awesome time. I look forward to hearing from you guys and talk to you guys, especially because this is Wednesday. So, you know, <laughs> tonight's the night we're about to find out who's going to be the jokers, if you will. So yep. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I'll be talking to you very soon. Folks, thank you for joining us for this very special edition of Talk Time Live. On behalf of myself and Boris, by the way, I just want to break out real quick. You're, you do realize your name is an actual wrestling like name, right? 
Oh, I know. I know 100%. <laughs> if you work for the WWE real quick, what they would call you Boris Roberto Aguilar, but which part would they take it? What name they would stick to? Because they would take out two of the names and just make you one. Which one do you think it would be? They would, they would leave me as Roberto for sure. I think Aguilar. Aguilar? I think Aguilar. It just sounds, it sounds more, it sounds like a, a warrior's, you know, a very warrior like hero WWE type thing. Yep. I love it. I like Aguilar, it. Aguilar teaming up with Dewdrop. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, folks, on behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah speaking on behalf of Aguilar saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out here. Take care and have a great day. This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.